This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. Today on the show, we're looking forward to the summer session, or not session, but season, making your home a place for the great staycation. What is that? A vacation, uh, but like at home. With a few changes and renovations to your home, you can make a really nice staycation. Also, we're taking your general home improvement questions, of course. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you doing this morning, Dell? Oh, well to do. Glad to be here. There you go. So what, what, what are you working on this week? Right now, uh, we're working on uh, just tons. We still got tons of roof leaks out. Um, lots I guess of you know after leaking. all that rain from that came through. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a lot of leaking chimneys, a, a lot of leaking roofs. And we managed to, um, we're getting a uh, youth uh, team center together for summer camp and things uh-huh. like that, little renovations around there. So uh, we're we're pretty much busy. That's fantastic. I've got some emails that came in uh, last week about some leaks in roofs because of all the rain we got. So we'll be getting to those a little bit later on. This weekend or, or yesterday, believe it or not, I was outside in the backyard. Speaking of you know the staycation, I was in the backyard mm-hmm. and uh, I noticed that the the pool was getting kind of gunky so i went over there and there's a pool filter right mm-hmm. and so i noticed it was gunky and i thought well i'll just stick my hand in there and clean oh, it up no and i did i started cleaning up this gunk out of the filter mm-hmm. in the pool and it just sliced my finger open mm. and have been walking around all day trying to put it back together Ooh, yeah that's kind of like sticking your hand in a garbage disposal, man. You got to be careful. I just, I had no idea. I mean, it was just a filter. What, what, what could possibly in there, be in there, right? Everything, everything, right? <laughs> so anyway, well, I'm dealing with that now. So before you stick your hand into some murky water, you might want to put on a glove or something. Yes. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Talking about staycations today, and uh, you know everybody needs some rest and relaxation today. We'll be talking about staycations, making your backyard, backyard, backyard great again. There we go. And 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 uh, you know we talked about this last year. We always get on this mm-hmm. as uh, decking. You know, this time of year, people yes. are starting to think about the decks and patios and, th- you know, their outdoor spaces and what to do with it. I was working on something uh, a couple of weeks ago where I had a, an area that almost always stays wet. So I just basically dug it out and put rocks and, and gravel and stuff in it to kind of absorb all that. Just made a patio. Yeah, I just made it. Yeah, uh, made it made it look a little bit different than before. If you've got a uh, call, if you've got a question of something that you want to work on and you've got a question about, it's 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Here we go with a roof question. Alicia, um, she says, hi, I purchased a home that had a sunroom added to the back. Mm-hmm. So it's an added room, bonus room. When it rains, uh, water gets in on the floor. I noticed that the caulking around the perimeter may need to be redone. What type do you recommend of, of caulking, Dell? Uh, something 
I would say maybe a silicone based. If if she got uh, water coming in, um, she would need something that's uh, a good waterproofer, something like you use in your um, tub and windows or something like that. Right. And um, if you go, it, it, by the way, there's a tube there that you're going to see. And, and what Dell's talking about is silicone based, not necessarily silicone. If you if you mm. go by, there's a tube yeah, of a silicone cone. that is, it says 100% silicone. It's usually made by GE. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can tell you it's actual silicone and it doesn't get dry. It stays silicone forever. So you're actually looking for one that has a silicone base and is not 100% silicone. A painter's silicone. Yes. A painter's silicone. And uh, uh, so that it will dry, you know, you can paint over it in a whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that would be, uh, something that I would look at. And by the way, uh, when you're thinking about caulking, remember we mentioned this last week. Don't worry about um, don't don't worry about the a caulk is fairly cheap and you can mm-hmm. get more. Don't worry about it. If if you goof up or whatever, there's there's more to be had there for about you know four bucks. So no you're definitely going to want your uh, a damp towel, um, or you can wear gloves. Right, definitely. You know because right. it's it's a messy job. You yeah. got to be careful. All right. Uh, let's see. Debbie's on the line in Wesson. What's going on, Debbie? Hey, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Are you the one who's bleeding? Yes. Well, I'm not bleeding right now because I have 15 Band-Aids on it. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I have three sons, all who work in construction, and this is what they do. Okay. <laughs> and it does not sting, and it does not burn. Fill it up with black pepper. What? With the yeah. who? Black pepper has antiseptic properties to it, and it will cause the blood to clot. So, Dell, if you get a cut on your finger right now, and I hand you a thing of pepper from the I, kitchen I table. I all the time. I'm such a klutz in the, not, in the kitchen with knives. I use it all the time. Are you so serious? I need to put some black pepper. And the Bla- black pepper? I'm going to have to put that in my toolbox. All right, Debbie, you got to tell me. Like, Maybe it's good for you. Does it hurt? No, it doesn't sting and it doesn't burn. Salt does, but the black pepper does not. At least it doesn't in my experience. It doesn't. Right, everyone, sense. raise your hand if you think Debbie's lying. And, and no, then too, uh, <laughs> you, you said can it, it, it off. Yeah, that's true. It, it helps it clog up faster. Is, is that what it does? Yeah, it just helps the blood clot faster. So put some black pepper on and then wrap it with duct tape. Well, if you want to use duct tape, I mean, I've I've literally cut myself almost down to the bone, and I've used black pepper. That's insane. Okay, well, we learned something today. Yeah, keep black pepper in your toolbox, Dale. You know, we keep a few of those packages around. Keep it dry, you know, because it's hard to sprinkle when it's clumped. Right. Thank you so much, Debbie. That is crazy. I've never heard of that I never would have thought of that. It's funny. When I came in this morning, Dale saw the Band-Aids on my finger, and he said, oh, man, that must have been bad. It's always really bad when when with uh, people doing stuff outdoors pull out a band aid. You know that. Yes, we we don't use band aids. Right. <laughs> you know, just put a little dirt on it and keep working. Right. Yeah. Well, I got I got a whole bunch of them on there right now just to keep the one on there. Man. So, all right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And uh oh, Java's got the headphones on. Well, you know, I had I had to look it up, Debbie. We were, appreciate you calling in. And uh, black pepper, <laughs> according to Google, is uh, you know uh, can it's be the used, new medical can be used for minor for minor cuts. Also, if as you a don't, coagulant or if, something like that. If you don't have um, black pepper, you can use coffee grounds. 
Really? Oh my to goodness. stop to stop a cut from bleeding. All of this sounds horrible. My to coffee. Me. I'm not my coffee. No. Mm-mm. Well, you know it's, it's all natural. So I mean, hey, it, you never know until I, I, next I, time you get cut, just try it. You know what? I think coffee Pass grounds. I think of what's in the garbage after you're done with the coffee. When I think coffee grounds. Well, it, maybe I don't. Uh, you know. I guess you get the new stuff, right? Yeah, the high, maybe the the more pure coffee, right. coffee grounds. You know, let's go on the low end though. We don't do the Keurig ones. I mean, they <laughs> well, cost I'm too cut, much. I'm to not just thinking about finger. pass me the salt and pepper. You know, right? <laughs> Could you please pass the salt and pepper? Right. No. All right, folks. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for us to take our first break for the hour today. We're looking to make your home the best staycation it can be. There are several tips that you can uh, make your home a real summer destination. So stay tuned. Give us a call if you have any home improvement questions. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out today. Today we're looking to make your home a nice place for staycation. As always, we want to hear from you about your home improvement projects. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB. Ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, Jason, I'm going to have to jump in here because we're supposed to be talking about staycations today. But, <laughs> but this it, it happens often on, on our shows. We will get hijacked. This, yes. may, this may be the Cut Remedy, Southern Remedy show. <laughs> it may be the Southern Remedy Fix-It 101 show. Yeah. It, it's crazy, though, because and Dell and I were sitting here laughing about it during the during the uh, commercial break there it was like well we're gonna I, try it though yeah we're gonna go ahead and try it but it's just funny because it's like oh man i just cut myself somebody passed me the salt and pepper you know i mean it just it doesn't make any sense at all but i guess and it now works. here goes bill bill yeah that's right bill is on the line he's got a uh, comment about cuts i guess this happens enough to handy people that uh You'll you gotta have a remedy things. yeah <laughs> So what's going on, Bill? Yeah, uh, Dale started with duct tape, by the way. But go ahead, Bill. Oh, God, <laughs> duct tape. That is wrong. That is wrong. Okay, here's the deal, guys. Okay. I'm a free bleeder because I'm taking medication for my heart. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I have cut myself several times. Not real deep. This is not for deep cuts, but just regular everyday cuts and, you know, uh, scratches and stuff like that. Make sure that you keep a roll of paper towels around so you have a clean towel. Oh, yeah, that's a good just, idea. Just dab the excess blood off of where it's bleeding and take some Afrin, A-F-R-I-N. Like the nasal stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I told your young lady just watch you because y'all are going to freak on this. Right. <laughs> but uh, here's the deal. Uh-huh. Afrin constricts the sinuses. Uh-huh. It does the exact same thing to blood vessels. No way! Yay! This is crazy. Yeah, and it, but it, uh, I, I heard it myself, and I think I heard it on Southern Remedy. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, it works like a big dog. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to remember that. All right. We got to remember that for uh, for for working. You know, put it in your toolbox. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, we need pepper, nasal spray, with, mm-hmm. and some um, paper towels. With that, don't forget. Just why uh, it's going to get a little messy with the. Uh, that drop of Afrin, just put a drop on it at all. Uh-huh. And, but, and don't wipe the cut after you do that. Wipe uh-huh. around it to get the excess moisture. Uh-huh. And that's it. Okay. And it works great. That is unbelievable. I, I've never heard of this. I, yeah, wish I, I do had. it driving down the road when I scratch myself. Well, I know I'm not supposed to. Don't tell me any of that well, stuff. I don't but, know. How do you scratch yourself? <laughs> Well, because it. Uh, it itches, and I, I, I inevitably will break the skin. Oh, I got you. I, okay, I, I just, I just drop a little Afrin on it. Boom! It take, it takes about five, ten seconds, and wow. everything's cool. That is unbelievable. I only, I only saw that on Star Trek when they were right. uh, <laughs> surgery and stuff. Right. Appreciate it, Bill. Uh, you know, before before we get back into the cuts, I want to take another email here that's about, you know, fixing things. Hang on just a second. We finally got central heating and cooling. Now we need to fix the hole in the wall. They had a, a, an air-conditioned unit, like a wall unit. Mm-hmm. And they had it. It wasn't the kind that was in a window. They had actually made a hole in the wall for the unit. Right. Wow. So and I've seen that before on some of the smaller, older houses. You see mm-hmm. the hole in the in the home. Uh, my husband thinks uh, just leaving the AC in the wall is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. What is the best fix? And could you give me a guesstimate? Uh, the neat thing about this is, first of all, and the person's name is Tracy. Tracy, let me tell you, that hole is not a tough fix. It's uh, not too big either. No, no, it's not. Uh, I don't know what's on the outside of your home, but on the inside, it's a very easy fix. Because, honestly, it's going to be about how far across. Not even a sheet. Yeah, so, it won't even know, be a sheet of, a sheet of plywood. I mean, a drywall. Right, a drywall. This this is a fairly easy fix. You can even put some uh, insulation back there if you'd like to, you know, the whole yes. nine yards. All it's going to be is you pull the air conditioner out. You have to pull the trim pieces. I'm sure they trimmed off this hole in the wall. Pull mm-hmm. the trim pieces off. And, um, and uh, you know, you've, you're going to have to measure off maybe a two-by-four or so in order to fill that hole so that you've got something to screw the sheetrock to. Correct. Mm-hmm. You, you're gonna need um, a stud or two, and you can cut back, uh, split the difference of your stud with your uh, cut, mm-hmm. and just square it up, and put your stud in the middle. This is not a hard fix, and mm-hmm. if you need help with the sheetrock, you can actually use one of these patch kits uh, as a helper for uh, and yes, it, yep. um, light compound, right. Right, that that could help you. Uh, now, this is something that you're definitely going to want to read uh, the instructions when you do sheetrock repair work, or, or do do a YouTube video for yourself. Yeah, you, know, you could YouTube that whole project, right? And, and you probably could get it done for maybe around 150 bucks. You know, just depends on what is on the outside of your house, right? All right, so there we go. Kathleen's on the line out of Osaka. How to keep bees away? Oh yeah, well you know what? It is a summer show. We got another spring show. It's a staycation. It's a staycation show. So (laughs) it's for the kids and the big kids. But uh, get a vinegar, high acid vinegar like Heinz, Uh something of that equivalent. You put it in an old salad uh, dressing bottle. Uh Keep it around in your truck, around the patio. When they get bit. You take a little bit, you dab it, you pat it on top of it so some of the acid gets in the bee. 
the acid neutralizes the bee stings, the wasp stings, red ant bites and all that. In about 10 seconds, it's gone. It's gone. Mm. You might still have a little swelling or something later. Really? But I mean, the, the pain. You know how you get bit by a wasp? And it stays with you. Yeah, it's your staycation. <laughs> you know what? This this is crazy. I'm going to start carrying uh, like a uh, along with <laughs> along with my toolbox, like a makeup box. You know, <laughs> I can keep all this extra stuff in, like pepper and vinegar and a new safety kit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, some I had a guy working for me out in the yard that got bit by a nest of them. And mm. I handed him the bottle. He said, what am I blank supposed to do with that right. blank? <laughs> <laughs> Laugh. And sure enough, it worked. And he kept working the rest of the day, too. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kathleen. We appreciate it. Y'all have fun. Stay thank you, man. time. Yay. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Lots of stuff outdoors that you can be working on right now. The biggest one that people like to deal with is uh, decks and patios. I mentioned a little while back pressure washing uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the cement portion. Don't pressure wash your deck if you can. If it's like a wood deck, a natural wood deck, mm-hmm. uh, pressure washing does kind of goof up the wood. And doesn't it makes it not last as long. It'll 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 push the chemicals out of the wood, literally, and break up yes. the wood fibers. That's yes. how strong that water is. So um uh but the deck, this is a time to go ahead and look at that deck. And and you mentioned a couple of years ago, Dell, the best way to clean a deck is a little bit of uh, like house wash mm-hmm. and a brush. That's and some it, water. a scrub brush. Give it a little uh scrub bath. Uh-huh. And and you know, agitate it and then wash it off gently with the water hose. Okay, I'm going to do that this it. weekend to make sure because it's, get that slippery algae off and everything. Right. All right. So I've got a uh, another sheetrock question here. While installing a new heating and cooling system, the thermostat was moved to a new location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that left behind this little square hole in the wall. Uh, uh, we've uh, we have covered the hole with a blank plate switch, but is there an easy way to plug the hole and patch the sheetrock? Well, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, Dell, we've yeah, talked about kits. this. Yeah, there's a patch kit that you can buy. They're not, you know, it's usually you know ten fifteen bucks. And in, in, in that case, the little uh, hole that they have, they probably have the little template screen, mm-hmm. and you just it sticks on there, and then you just cover it with right. the mud some, and there's, do a couple steps. Right. How this works, there's, they actually include some, it's a tape-like substance that looks mm-hmm. like almost a net that is, a, uh, that is sticky on one side. And mm-hmm. you take this uh, piece of tape, basically, and you put it over the hole. And you ha- if you have to do a couple of pieces, then that's fine. Not on top of each other, but right beside each other so that you cover the entire hole. Mm-hmm. So you put that on there, and then you just start putting your, your sheetrock mud on over it. Yeah, because they come in a, a variety of sizes, like a four inch, a six inch, eight inch, or the size of a sheet of paper. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it sticks right over the hole. The thing is, you're gonna want to take the time to do one step, then do another step, sand, you know, and sand in between steps. Mm-hmm. And soon you'll get it um, like a professional. No, there you won't even go. know it was there. Okay. All right. Number to call is uh, 877-MPB-RING. We're going to talk to John real quick, and he's got an issue with the receptacles in his home. What's going on, John? Uh, hello, yes. Um, there's a receptacle in my house where you plug in the central air and heat. Right. So my air conditioning wasn't working. I called Sears. They came out to check it, 
they find out it was a receptacle, mm-hmm. not, you know, getting, you know, putting out power. So I called an electrician. They went to the breaker box. They check all the button over there. They are working. There's a power in them. They changed the receptacle out, but it was still not working. We don't know where the shortage is. Huh. Well, I'm going to – let me uh, start with – I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Yes. Um, and especially, uh, typically, if an electrician comes out and is set to make an outlet work, when it's he leaves, it, it will work. Yeah. I, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Um, Dell, thoughts? Now, that sounds like one of those cases where the wrong electrician was called out. Yeah, it really does because <clears throat> he's not no supposed to leave there. You wouldn't leave the home unless it worked. Well, that. Whatever it take, I mean, running a new circuit, um, whatever he had to do to fix it, he is the doctor to fix it. Right. You shouldn't have to call another electrician. But uh, unfortunately, John, if that's the case, you may have to get a second person in there to take a look at it. I'm so sorry that that happened. Um, but th- what they meant, there is an, an AC, in, uh, air conditioning and heating, there is a three-phase power that must be there. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so anyway. Um, it's got to be the right wire. And, well, that's the main source for the air to work. You know, and if that electrician, I, I don't know how he diagnosed it, but he right. should have informed you of what needs to be done, even if he couldn't fix it. John, uh, do you have access to the Internet? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, yes, sir. If you could get to, there's a there's a site that you can go to, MSBOC, Mississippi Board of Contractors, and go on there and find yourself a reputable AC person, and uh, I'm sorry, a uh, electrician to come out and look at that, and uh, and and there really should be no need for that person to leave without some sort of positive answer of how it was going to mm-hmm. be fixed. Okay, thank you for your info. Yes, sir. Uh, Sorry about that, John. All right, uh, we're going to take a break real quick. All right, let's take a break, Java. It's uh, time for our next one. We'll continue taking your home improvement questions and talking about making your home a summer staycation destination. I want to say syndication so bad. If you have questions, uh, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Uh, More Fixit 101s after the break. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Today is our opening. Today is our show to talk about staycation. And uh, and that's what we're going to be doing today. But let's go ahead and go to the phone real quick. Mikey is on the line in Mobile. What's going on, Mikey? Hey, good morning. Um, Staycation involves your pets, usually. Everything involves pets in my situation, Uh, uh, like it or not. And uh, I want to vouch for Kathleen's suggestion regarding the the vinegar. It's easy to keep in a little travel bottle. You can get a discount store for, you can get three of them for a buck, right? And uh, it fits in your pocket easily. Carry it with you. 
um, my, my little guy weighs about as much as a gallon of milk, and he was helping me one day and um, out in the garden, and he decided it was a good time to mark some of the things as his territorial area, and a wasp got him in a, a, a most unfortunate you know, close to the most unfortunate place, but only only close to it. And I put the vinegar on him, and it immediately it went from swelling to being perfectly okay overnight. Wow. So That's um, amazing. I just want to suggest that to all of us who love our pets and who are going to have them helping you whether you like it or not. Um, I do have a question for Fix-It 101, if I can. Please. Go for it. In the bathroom where it's tiled, at the base, it, there's a... The larger tiles are the baseboard. This is a mid-50s built house. Mm -hmm. And um, they, the bottom one was cracked, and gradually the, the, the square ones, you know, the, mm -hmm. what, yeah, you know the kind I'm talking about, right? Yes. Uh, above it have started coming out. And can I repair that by myself, or do I need professional help? And can you please tell me how if I can do it? Uh, are the tiles original to the place? Yes, and there are additional ones in the attic. I did find those. Uh, Mikey, so the those, biggest problem here. Great. Yeah, the biggest problem, Mikey, is yeah the fact that you've got extra is excellent. But the biggest problem is that there something's happening behind it that's She's making these some, things come up. Some sediment or something. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> when she go in to remove them, she can investigate that. Right. You see know, if there's any moisture any behind water, there or yeah. whatever. The well, only disintegrated some. Um, so, do I need to remove tiles in a larger area and resheet rock and then do it? That you may wind up doing. Yeah, that. you may have to, but you got to get the tiles small. Off. Yeah. Take a little section out and try to see what's going on behind there. Or it could just be, you know, um, might be in that age, you know, just something that's settled in, and, and you can get away with just repairing it by uh, taking those. Replacing those tiles. In fact, that she's got some upstairs is fantastic. Great. All right, let's uh, keep moving. Who's on the line next? We have uh, Patty. Is that what we're looking for? Patty is on the line. What's going on, Patty? Hi. Um, I have a lawnmower that is leaking oil. It's a zero-turn lawnmower. Uh -huh. and is it going to be a big problem getting that fixed? Is it going to cost a lot of money? Um, leaking oil? Well, I, I don't want to take a guess on, on what that would cost to fix. Um, you know, the biggest problem has always been, can you get it to the repair place? Mm -hmm. Yes, I okay. can get it there. If you can get it to the repair place, that that would be a great thing to do. And I can say if you're leaking oil, there's a couple of couple of reasons for this. None of, none of those are real good, but the option of repairing that engine is going to be so much greater uh, for your wallet than any other option, because repairing the engine is probably one of the easiest things to do on the lawnmower. Oh, okay. Yeah. So meaning, meaning you can take it to somebody. I don't know that that someone, uh, a lay person, can do without some knowledge. You may be able to look it up, but there, there, there are several not good reasons for uh, oil to leak, and a couple that are not so bad. Yeah, if it's as simple as a gasket or a loose, um, right, something like that, maybe. But it but, just depends on what the doctor finds. Right. Yeah, I would definitely take it to 
uh, a small engine mechanic. And um, but yeah, if you can get it there, that 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 oil leak may be something where you just kind of you know like a V eight moment, you hit your head and go, oh, that's not so bad. Or it could be more than that. So you definitely want them to take a look. Okay. Uh, Sorry about that, Patty. How about continuing to use it and just adding oil? <laughs> hey, you I had a 65 Mustang that I did that with for like four years, so I think it's fine. As long as you don't run oh, it without oil. Oh, okay. All right. Don't run it without oil. Don't run it without oil. Yeah, you'll lose it if you do that. All right, thanks, Patty. Let's keep on moving. We'll go to uh, Stephen is on the road. What's going on, Stephen? Hey, good morning, Jason and Dale. How y'all doing? Good. Good. Um, I got a question. I bought a, my staycation is going to include a lot of courtyard sitting in my place in New Orleans. Nice. And uh, I uh, bought one of those big old fans, you know, just to plug into the end of the back end of the courtyard to keep some air circulating. Anyway, Mm -hmm. my, my question is, and I bought it at a, is a junk store, used yeah. store. Anyway, um, when I got it home, I realized that it once upon a time had been a three-pronged plug, and somebody had obviously taken some kind of saw oh, and sawed off the round part. You know, <laughs> I guess it's the ground. I don't know. I'm ignorant, so I don't get know if it was the ground or whatever. So they made a three-plug into a three-pronged plug into a two-pronged plug by sawing. I wonder how they got it off. But I I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, <clears throat> for buck fifty, you can buy a converter instead of sawing it off and destroying the well, plug. Well, I guess, and I agree totally, but yeah. my question is, being dumb about it, I don't know if it's safe to plug it in and use it or not. For mm. Yeah, for for the most part, I mean... For the most part, I would say, I mean, a lot of people do this with their vacuum cleaners and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it is it is safe to a point, but, you know, I mean, I, I, it would have to do a lot more about what you're plugging it into than the actual appliance. You follow well, me? Well, uh, yes, the, <clears throat> the building being old, it, the plug that I'm going to use, the, the, uh, the, it's only a two- it doesn't have like right. a third home for the ground or whatever. Yeah, the so home's probably not the home's probably not grounded. And and let me let me say this: if the home is not grounded, it doesn't matter if that fan is or, or not. It, it okay. really doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. So well, I was curious as to whether or not I should. You know, I was pretty excited about the amount of money that I paid for the whole <laughs> fan. Yes, and sir. And then I got home and realized that this had happened, and I thought. I don't know if I'd burn the place down by plugging it in or not. Yeah, so. uh, I don't think so, but I'm also not going to take liability for it. So, uh. <laughs> and I respect that. All right, I totally respect that. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. He might want to try to spin those blades before we plug it up. Make sure it it'll, it'll turn. You know, that's a good point. If, know, it, if it was sitting for a while, while. yeah. Or touching because I got an old fan and man something uh, the the cage got bent and I didn't know it man I plugged it up and oh, it, no. it scared me okay uh, email here from Terry says hey I've got a TV antenna on my roof this is happening 
so much more now with people cutting the cord, putting up antennas on the roof, usually a lot of times strapping them to the chimney. Um, okay, it says, mm-hmm. I've got a, a TV antenna on the roof. It was there when I bought the house one year ago, which improves my reception and saves me money on cable. However, I've started to worry about potential damage to my roof and possibly neighbors if dislocated in storms. Should I remove it? Um, if so, what kind of specialist should I use? A roofer, a handyman, electrician? Thanks in the best in advance for your advice. Let me say, first of all, I'm not sure I would remove it. Just if you strap it properly. I know this sounds crazy, and, and a lot of folks don't remember this, but but antennas used to hang off of every house in this country oh, pretty yes. much. Yes. And and you know, and of course, yes, sometimes you get a you know, if you get a tornado, nothing lives through that, but. You know, yeah, and sometimes they might get knocked down or bent or uh, something like that. But it's a really decent investment to have it up there on that chimney. And you can use different straps that will hold that thing down where there's not enough wind that could push it over. Yeah, they're pretty Um, stable. The ones I've seen, they're tough. Yeah, because you typically use straps that they use with electrical conduit. Mm-hmm. Uh, with antennas, and, and and therefore it's typically screwed in, in the case anchored of that, it's concrete. anchored into the concrete. So it usually won't go anywhere, and, and if it was properly strapped when it was originally put up there, Terry, I don't see it going anywhere. Mm-mm. So, All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, some of the stuff to look for, we were talking about this, if you're doing staycation, Tips for making your home a staycation paradise. First of all, uh, get rid of anything that can, uh, well, going along with today's theme of the show, don't have anything out there that can cut you. Uh, get everything out of the yard, clean up the yard, everything else. Um, it's it's funny. It says here that uh, you want to get down and uh, really work on that deck. If you've got, say, like a nail that's backing out a little oh, bit, yes. get down there with a hammer and go ahead and get that thing down there because it will stub a toe and make a really mm. bad day of it. Uh, look at Java's face as soon as I said stub a toe. He's mm. like, Ew. So, yeah, that's something you want to do. Walk around, and uh, I used to do it with flip-flops on because the flip-flops pick up the nails really easily. Oh, so, yes. So, as you're, in other words, dragging your flip-flops around the deck will pick up those the nail heads, and then you can go after them. So, yes. that's a good way to do it. Um, also, uh, you can do that. If, you, if screws were used on the deck, go ahead and do that. If you've got a board that is, that is kind of coming up or... Let me tell you, folks, a lot of people, I see this on decks, is they'll have one board that has gone warped. It was, mm-hmm. it was either, it was either a, a dud piece of wood or, or it was put down improperly or something, you know, something. Anyway, folks, it's not difficult to replace a single slat in a deck. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not so difficult that you can't do this. I'm, I'm certain of it. And the the uh, the cost for the the uh, wood, the stuff, mm-hmm. is not much. You know, a, no. a, a piece of board for your deck is not going to run you a lot of money, and you can do that yourself. I can say personally, I'm not as good at swinging a hammer as I am uh, with a screw gun. Oh, yeah. So I prefer to use a screw gun on a deck rather than nails on a deck. Yes, we'll, we'll screw it now. Yeah, and that way it'll stay. Screws last a lot longer. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Here we go. Alicia uh, sent in an email. Hi, I purchased a home that uh, 
had a did, did we already talk about Alicia? They had a sunroom added to the back. Did we already mm-hmm. talk about that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Okay, this is, here's another one. I have a ceiling fan. When on and turning, I can smell wire burning. Oh, no. <laughs> Throw the breaker. When the, when the light is on, uh, when the light is on, there's no smell of the wire burning. But uh, when I turn the, uh, the fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fan. If, if, you're, if you're smelling wire burning, that's either... It's either getting power wrong or that or that little cylinder is running by and wearing out some wiring uh, sheath. That, that fan is gone. Right. It's letting you know you, you got all the clues you need. It, you smell it only when the fan is on. You see, <laughs> it, it's just a matter of time before you have um, a house fire or it's just going to stop working. And It's and, really burning out. Yes. And a ceiling fan is... is by the way, if you want to replace your own ceiling fan, you also can do that. It's it's so much easier with two people than one, mm-hmm. uh, but you can do it with one person. Just read the instructions. Yeah, and there, and I know, folks, you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's electricity there. It's three wires. You know, it's, it's not bad. And if you have a light kit, it's four wires. No big deal. The blue one's the light kit. But they definitely need to stop using that fan. Yes, you know that's dangerous. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know, it's time for our uh, last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning, so give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week, but if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Also listen to the rebroadcast every Saturday at 9 right before Gestalt Gardner. Heard it this past weekend. That was fun. All right, let's uh, go to Julie in Cleveland real quick, and she has a uh, deck that's having some problem. What's going on, Julie? Hey, I have a deck. I bought a house about two years ago. It came with this deck. It's still pretty It's smooth in texture, so it's not that old, but it's grayish uh-huh. in color. And I was wondering about how to revamp that. Like, how do I, do I need to, like, hire someone to, nah. I don't know. Nah, we can walk you through that, Julie. Uh, it's going to blow your mind how easy this is. I, okay. know it, I know it sounds crazy, and when you see a deck that's real grayed out and everything, you think, oh, it's toast. It's not. That's just the top layer. It's not a big deal. Um, Dell, where would you want to start with this? I would start by uh, <clears throat> moving everything out the way and, um, you know, stop by your big box store and get you some deck wash. And follow those instructions and, and pour it up according, you know, if it's concentrated by the gallon, mix it up, get your scrub brush while you're there and start uh, mopping that deck with, you know, scraping, scrubbing and, and soaking, scrubbing. It does work, and wash Julie. it off and, and it should be like new. Now, I'll say this. 
uh, and and don't tell anyone I said this because I've said on the show about a hundred times. Don't use a pressure washer on a deck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can, but don't tell anyone. Not really. If the deck is really, bad. I had a friend. Uh, if it's bad enough, yeah, I had a friend here at MPB and went over to his house with a pressure washer, and and pressure washed that deck, and it looked like that wood was brand new, and that wood had to be twenty years old. Um, <laughs> So you can make it look great, Julie, and you don't need a whole lot. The best way to do it, though, is the way that Dell has said a couple of times on the show. Get the house wash or something of that nature, the deck wash, and a good uh, scrub brush. You know, one that like you can put. a handheld scrub brush? No, no man, no, I would put, I'd put the broom handle on there. Yeah. You don't want to oh, kill okay. yourself here. So uh, <laughs> No hands and knees. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, Back and elbow. Get yourself a a, 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 a good long handle brush and get after it okay and that's it i don't have to like like put any kind of like thing else on it you shouldn't have to uh, do that first go by like like adele said do the instructions i wouldn't even uh-huh. I, you know it wouldn't be a bad idea to do it twice yeah okay. if it's that bad yeah but i i believe you're going to really love your results you know what call us back when you've done this and tell us how it worked if not we'll give you the next suggestion Cool. Thank y'all. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate it. Okay, one of the a couple of the things that uh, that Java pointed out on today's show was the two coolest features of a backyard have to do with either water or fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the things he said. Or- yeah. Or you can do a DIY water feature. Now get this. Mm-hmm. You'll need a container. Or a receptacle that can hold water, you know, as well as a, uh, also you need like a small pump. This is like a submersible pond pump. You can get it for around 15 bucks. You'll see these at all the home stores near the, mm-hmm. you know, near the pool stuff. Decorate the water feature with water plants, rocks, water safe pond lights, whole nine yards. You'll need a place, uh, the fountain, uh, close to an exterior outlet so you can plug it in, you know, uh, for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, be sure to add anti mosquito drops to the fountain to keep it, you know, bug free so it doesn't. Oh, and yes. the critters in here, but that's one way to do it. You can also do, I've got the uh, ingredients here, the recipe for a DIY fire pit. Mm-hmm. I want to give the number first, though, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. The DIY fire pit. I love this. Okay, you have your pencil ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. First, pick a spot for your fire pit, uh, fire pit, fire pit, ensuring that it is located a safe distance from any structure, bushes, or trees. In my case, I, for some reason, I don't know why I wanted to put it right next to the big wooden deck. That wasn't yeah, the that's, smartest that's thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Why would I want to do that? Anyway, uh, so, yeah, go ahead and pick a good place and insert a stake in the ground where you want the center of the pit to be. Now, using a large shovel, dig out the grass inside that circle, Okay. Uh, once you've dug out the grass, and it, you don't have to go deep, just dig out the grass, right? Then tamp it down uh, the dirt. If you don't have a tamper, you can just use the bottom of your shovel or just jump in there and jump around with you know some clothes. Anyway, uh, tamp down the dirt. Make sure the uh, circle is level. Now, uh, get down on the ground with your level to ensure that the surface is ready for the bricks. Keep making small adjustments um, until it is completely level, right? All right, put a thick layer of gravel in the fire pit, at least a couple of inches, spread the gravel around evenly. All right, mm-hmm. are we all following? After you spread the gravel around, arrange your bricks in a circle and uh, stack them in layers until the fire pit is at least 12 inches tall. 
for extra safety, you can go the option of putting an inner layer of fire bricks, though you don't need to. Um, and uh, you don't need to use mortar if the bricks are heavy enough to make a sturdy stack. You can use an outdoor fire-resistant mortar also between the bricks for extra stability if you wanted to do that. Otherwise, it will just be breathing room for the fire. Mm-hmm. So there it you go. You can have a fire pit in your backyard just that easy. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You got a... Uh, Got a email here that says, all right, guys, this one's about a dryer. Got a dryer question for you. When I close the dryer door, the dryer starts automatically Ooh. without having to push the button. <laughs> is this a problem? If so, how can it be fixed? Uh, it is a problem. It, it'll wear out your dryer after a while. But the fix for it is not nearly as difficult as you may think. Uh, I've heard Timmy say this a 100 times on the show, and I've actually had to do this myself. There is a switch mm-hmm. in that door, uh, or either or either where the door strikes, there's a little button that it pushes and engages, okay? Mm-hmm. That switch, um, and who's this again? This is Meg. Meg, that switch is no more than about five bucks. There's nothing to it. It's a cheap little plastic switch, but they go bad, and they go bad all of the time. That would be the first thing I would check is, is that door switch. Um, I, I would just replace it. It's just not worth it to keep, you know, I mean, it's only like, you know, five to 10 bucks to replace it. It's, it's, it's not worth trying to figure that out. Just go ahead and replace it. And I bet you that fixes the problem. If not, what's another reason to keep that thing on? Why, why is it coming on, Dale? It could be <clears throat> a switchboard malfunction. Um, yeah. In the dryer itself. Mm-hmm, yeah. It could that's be, true. um, stuck on all the time. Uh-huh. And when that um, door engages, it just comes on. Yeah, there there are so relays be, that tell the thing to turn off and turn on, mm-hmm. especially in a dryer. Typically, so those they, relays are thermostats, believe it or not. They, they can tip, get stuck on. Right, they can get stuck on. So anyway, uh, that's something to try. I would go after that door latch first because it's the easiest, cheapest thing to fix. Mm-hmm. It's only two screws, by the way, to get this thing in and out. There's not much to it, you know. Uh, so take a look at that. When you open the dryer, uh, lid and see if it's a top. If it's a top, man, it's almost always that uh, door switch. Yeah, because you know, it's so, slamming down. Yeah, because it falls down and slams and hits that switch. So there you go. Right, number to call is 877 MPB ring. What else would you do in the back of your yard, Dell, to make it more inviting for guests coming over? For me, <clears throat> I believe in a good sitting spot where everybody can gather around and, and be comfortable. So that's what I'm working on now. Um, you know, making a we're gonna put some hamlets in and, and some some comfortable lounge chairs. What kind of shading are you using? Are you doing are you doing well, like an umbrella type I thing? Got or a are you big, doing I just bought a gazebo. Um Oh cool. So we're gonna you, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Don't you do this for a living? Yes, but you bought a gazebo? Look, I'm I'm going prefab <laughs> already, you know, just pop it, pull a string and everything pops up. You know, there's no reason for this show if you keep doing that. I mean, really. <laughs> they are making these products <laughs> like that where all you do is pull pull it out of the bag, bag and there it is. Okay. Oh, ooh, check this out. Another question just came in, uh, email. Here we go. Gutter guards. We installed the black porous sponge type gutter guards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They're like triangles <clears throat> into our gutters, but have noticed that on heavy rain days, the gutters overflow since that foam takes up so much space in the gutter. We replaced an area 
with the screen type guards. Mm-hmm. So they took the foam out, put the screens on there. We've had better water flow from the screen mesh type guards that go under the roof tile edge and clip to the gutter. We'll be replacing all of the sponge type now, <clears throat> excuse me, with the screen type. That's something. Have you found that to be the case? In certain cases, it it depends on your trees and the pitch of the roof and how much water is really, um, you know, the size of the gutters, too. Let's say it's around uh, a bunch of very tall pines. Yeah, that pine tree is going to get you. Oh, really? You know, because those needles... um, Go right in the holes. Yeah, they they tie up everything. I mean, no matter what you use, you're going to always need to clean them off uh, every so often. Still, uh, we blow the uh, screens with the blower and, and hand pick them. Sweep them, lift them up, and get in there. You know, it's sometimes you got to do a deep cleaning. So nothing is foolproof as far as gutter guards go. Mm, even with the sponge, you got to blow all. If you were to up. put them, if you were to put them at your house, Dell, what would you put up? Now they do have the screens that they are metal, and they got like the little breathing vents. Yeah, it's like a solid cap. Mm-hmm. It's not the uh, oh, I know wow. something. It looks like it, it's a solid cap, and it only leaves like a very small crease for the water to go mm-hmm. in. Um, that is kind of neat looking. Is that what you would put up at your home? Between that and the wire, okay, I'll take that. All right, cool. All right, folks, that's it. Fix It One Hundred One is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Miss Liz Gill for Delmore. And an absent Jeff Simmons today. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.